welcome to this episode of the award-winning Best of the Left podcast. We are in the middle of a membership drive for the month of July, so I am sharing some samples of our most recent and less recent members-only bonus shows in which all of the minds behind the production of Best of the Left get together for a lively and usually darkly humorous roundtable discussion. During July, our memberships are on sale for 20% off, so if you've been on the fence about supporting the show, or maybe you just found us but you already know you want to hear more, now is the time to sign up and lock in that discounted rate for the lifetime of your membership. Sign up through our site or on Patreon. You can find all the details by clicking through the big banner at the top of bestoftheleft.com, and there's also a link in the show notes. Thanks, and enjoy today's sample. Speaking of getting our work done at nearly any expense, I suppose that brings us to the sister topic of what exactly are we eating at our sad desk lunch? And <laughs> China has some opinions about this. <laughs> um, so for my portion, uh, this article comes from The Guardian, and it's titled Lunch of Suffering. Plain white people food goes viral in China. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just pause for the title because yeah, that's what, <laughs> like I had seen actual videos online. Uh, so when this article came up, it was like perfect because I had quite the giggle. Um, I'll say. <laughs> so, um, under a photo of processed cheese, ham, and crackers packed neatly in plastic. A Weibo user writes that to eat this for lunch is to, quote, learn what it feels like to be dead. The post is part of a trend among Chinese social media users who are recreating white people food to better understand or poke fun at Western packed lunches made up of plain ingredients such as raw vegetables and sliced meats. Yeah. Super fun. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has anybody else witnessed the videos or anything going on? Like what is, no, I, know I, seen, I like, really want to though. Is a common. Yeah. Tell, tell us, tell us a few of the best ones you've seen. Cause I haven't, I didn't dive in yet. Okay. So First, let me pull another quote so that we know, like, okay, this is a trend that's going on. Where did it come from? How did this start? The trend has uh, been pushed along by a viral video of a woman in Switzerland on a train eating a bag of lettuce with ham and a packet of mustard. Oh, I'm so disappointed in that Swiss woman. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, this is not them necessarily taking a shot at americans it is definitely like including europeans in this yeah where was the just eating raw mushrooms i think that was in a tiktok video they said they saw a woman buy sliced raw mushrooms from grocery store and then just eat them (laughs) just just go eat them (laughs) it's like uh carrots on lettuce uh was another one that so i mean Definitely the raw vegetables, but there mm-hmm. is a TikTok user that broke down kind of what white people food included, and it's in three parts. So first, it has no spices mm-hmm. because it does not prioritize enjoyment. <laughs> Second, it involves as little preparation as possible. 
Uh-huh. Well, eat it raw. Eat it as a whole piece. <laughs> and third, it is eaten at work or school. The idea is when you get off work, you go back to eat your normal food and you feel the life back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And I mean, one, one person on Twitter just like described the phenomenon as saying there's a new trend in China where people make and eat spiceless white people lunch as form of self torture. <laughs> sort of like a social experiment that they are clearly not enjoying. So I remember uh, a while ago, there was a trend that went around and like on, especially like TikTok, Instagram, there would be videos of someone who is white cooking and then someone else, like a person of color dumping spices in when they leave the room as a joke that white people don't. I feel like this is an intensified (laughs) version. (laughs) And the fact that it's like, uh, like people are talking about soulless. It is torture. Uh, like it's like living like the dead. Uh, very right. seem very much as like a minimal food that like does this make life worth living if you have to eat this to sustain life? <laughs> right. Well, That's a good point. Oh, I think we're all excited yeah, about I, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean th- th- this this one quote gets to that point from a, a Chinese person living in Europe. uh, described a work colleague who'd had the same lunch unchanged for 10 years and said that it was a handful of oatmeal mixed with low fat yogurt with half an apple and a carrot. And then said, if such a meal is to extend life, what is the meaning of life? Yeah. I copied that one down, set my phone down and walked away for a minute. That was so like, um, yeah, what are, what are we doing if we're just like, if, if food is just for nourishment, that's it. That's, there's no other purpose for it. There's yeah. no enjoyment. Like, what are you doing with your life? Like, you, you, you've only got so much time and no. don't it's spend so it just funny. eating yogurt. <laughs> No, but I'm totally, I'm guilty of it. Like, I think food is for sustaining and we've overindulged in it for too long. And that's actually a problem with society is the overindulgence and not just like eating natural foods and, you know, concentrating on that. But you, you, you but you and Allison are fantastic cooks. I mean, you make yeah. amazing yeah. food. So I hear. That's true. That's, that is that is a good point. Aaron and their wife are, are like pro, pro, pro vegan cooks. We get told about the amazing food that they make that we've never been able to taste. We overindulge in garbage. We don't overindulge yeah, in the yeah. great quality, well prepared, well thought out meals. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm having like good laugh. I'm glad we're all enjoying this. But of course, me being me, like it wouldn't be my uh, personality if I didn't end on a more serious note. So. I'll first give you a quote that I was reading because I'm just giggling the entire time I'm reading this, like getting a real good kick. I love when people make fun of white people. Like it's great. (laughs) But then there's a quote. There's a lot to make fun of. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And it's another blogger uh, that these lunches are quote, not for enjoyment, but to find guilt. In this way, I can always remind myself that I am here to work End quote. And I was like, oh, God, mm-hmm. that took my giggle away. <laughs> so then I like took a little pause and decided I had to look elsewhere, thinking, you know, maybe there's something more than just like this being a funny light story. 
And of course, what do I find other than this connecting back to the hyper consumerism culture <laughs> that forces workers to forfeit time spent, like cooking, relaxing, actually forming relationships, mm-hmm. not uh, connecting on our quote cell phones <laughs> um, to sell our labor like four extended hours. So um, this is a quote from Money Control. Um, it says the emergence of this trend can be partially attributed to the relentless demands of China's notorious 996 work culture, where employees are expected to work 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. six days a week. Within this grueling environment, individuals seeking success find solace in the minimalism of, quote, white people food. Some posters on social media compared pre- preparing or purchasing these light meals to cooking or buying Chinese dishes, asserting that this trend saves them precious time, money, and calories. For them, it serves as a reminder that the purpose of eating is simply to sustain life, which that actually, like the last to sustain life, that's not how I want to think of food in a, uh, I'm so busy working that I just need to eat something and go to bed so I can do this all, you know, tomorrow. That feels sad. Yeah. And, and on that, point a while ago i was i was working on an article for copywriting gig that i'm doing and it was about china and i learned something that i found incredibly fascinating and i definitely admit i do not know very much about china so doing that article and doing the research for it was extremely interesting and i learned a lot and one of the things i just found incredibly poignant is that there is a greeting in china and you know i don't know it's, it's common. Let's just say that it's a, it's a common greeting where people will say what can be translated as, have you eaten today as hi, how are you? Like that's the greeting. So the, the phrase in, in Mandarin is, have you eaten today? And it is a, how are you? Like, I'm, I'm worried about you. I'm concerned about you. I want to know how you're doing. And the core, the source of that phrase being a greeting and so prevalent is because of food shortages in the 60s during the Mao era, then that people were starving. And so it became such a important part of Chinese culture. Like food is more than just, and look, they have incredible cuisine. It's like so varied across the entire country. But when you were living in a time of starvation, it suddenly became something much more right? It's not just we're proud of our cuisine. It's like, this is a foundation of life. And it is um, now we're going to be referencing this moment in history when we lost it, when we didn't have it, when it wasn't as, as, or we lost a piece of our culture for a period of time and people suffered and died from it. So now uh, in the in our modern Chinese, China's modern era, that phrase is becoming less common because it's kind of just like people know what the connotation is. It was more of the older generations using it. And now it's kind of fading out. But I, I just found that term or that just the, the way that that melded into daily conversation to be so, I don't really know what the word is like poignant doesn't feel right. It's like, it's just, it, it's a reminder, I guess, like how important food is to us and our survival, but also that we do it together, right? That we, we, it's something we all have in common. We come together to celebrate things over food. We have done this for, you know, 
as long as we've been around, we tell campfire stories and cook our food over fire, you know, like that, that, that's, it's all together. It's all part of the same thing. It's all part of like the enjoyment of life and being together and society. And when you lose that part, and I, I would say, yes, we're not starving now. That's not what's happening, but we're losing the enjoyment part pretty significantly. <laughs> and so at what point do you start to wonder like, look, we don't have a lot of things that are so essentially core to us being human. Food is is definitely one of them. If we start stripping that away, there's not that much left. <laughs> and it affects so many of the other things that we do have left. This is another American capitalist export, right? Sad desk lunch is another American capitalist export. And what kills me is, you know, a lot of people would say, well, look what capitalism's done for China. Like they're, they're thriving now. Like there are, you know, this major economy and like, yeah, I guess, but at what cost? And one of them, it sounds like is starting more and more to be food. <laughs> they start adopting our sad desk lunch and lose like a pretty substantial part of their culture in the process, or at least put it on the back burner so that they're not enjoying the foods that have been a mainstay for centuries. Like there are trade-offs here that don't seem worth it. Basically. I I don't. Yeah. Major, major trade-offs. And you, you sort of stole my point about that being an export from, from the U S getting, just going back to Aaron, taking the, you know, making this darker pivot in this story. I, I sort of thought that all that went without saying, I was just like, right. The sad food we eat at our sad desk lunch is all indicative of for the sake of greater profit for the corporations that people work for. That's like clearly what's happening. And I will admit that I, I didn't dive deep enough on the viral Chinese commentary on white people food to realize like why they were being more and more exposed to it. Like I sort of thought that it was more of a social experiment and that their comments were based on like, well, we don't do that because that would be awful. But the fact that they're trending in that direction Mm -hmm. clearly means uh, another great American export uh, is, is well on its way, but the trade-offs that you were just describing Amanda reminded me of something you sent us on another topic just the other day. Elon Musk had a great thing to say about the sort of ongoing battle between himself and Mark Zuckerberg and Twitter and Facebook uh, or Facebook, Instagram. And he said, it is infinitely preferable to be attacked by strangers on Twitter than indulge in the false happiness of hide the pain Instagram. I loved that. (laughs) Like, and, I, I couldn't believe how succinctly he summarized the entire internet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. And your comment on it was, this is such a perfect summary of our choices mm-hmm. when using the internet. And so I can hear the libertarian screaming, they're like, oh, what? Like, would you rather <laughs> die of starvation than have sad white people food? And I just, are those the only choices? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> are those really what we have to choose between? Like death and misery. Could we not do better? Yeah. 
That is it That's for today's cool. sample of one of our members-only bonus episodes. Members get the full episodes, of course, in addition to there being bonus clips and chapter markers in all of our regular episodes to make the clips easier to identify and navigate between. Remember that only for the month of July, we are running a membership drive and offering 20% off our usual membership price, and you get to keep that discount for the life of your membership. So don't miss this opportunity and sign up today at bestoftheleft.com support, or just just follow the link in the show notes. We're a small team with a small budget, and every dollar really does mean a lot to us. So thanks for listening, and thanks for considering supporting us with a membership. 